Hello, my friends. How are you doing today? I'm so happy that you're here. I'm so happy that we get to talk. Thanks for taking a few minutes out of your day for us to hang out. Today, we're going to talk about the grind. This is like, um, what's the Miley Cyrus song? It, there's always going to be an uphill battle. What's it called? You'll know what I'm talking about. Anyway, it's the climb. <laughs> this is the grind. Okay. So tune in, buckle up. We're going to talk about the grind. Something I feel like people only talk about when they're on the other side of it. And I'm in it. I think that you're in it. We're going to talk about being in the grind from the non-glamorous place that it's in. Let's go. Okay. So I believe maybe it's just my social media feed, maybe yours is the same, that so many people talk about the grind and almost glorify it like it's the glory days, like it's where all the, the, the hard times were fought and now they're on the other side of the grind and it's just part of, it's part of earning your stripe, it's part of your 10,000 hours, that's the grind. And then one day you're on the other side of the grind and you get to tell everyone about how they need to stick it out. Don't give up, keep going, do one more set that diamonds are forged under pressure and that muscles are grown by tearing them apart. And, and look at me, I'm on the other side of it. And my question is what happens when you're in the grind, you're not on the other side of it. And where are all the conversations about that in the not quitting there? Because there are times when I think all of us, no matter how dedicated we are to the thing that we're doing, we want to quit. I know that in marriage, you can have a grind. You can be in the grind. You can be in the thick of it. You can be in the, the heavy, heavy part of marriage. I know that in relationships with friends or even family, you can be in the grind. And I know from an entrepreneur perspective, you can be in the grind and you can think, I don't know if what I'm doing is, I don't know if all that I'm putting into this is worth it. I know this, my friends, because I've been there. And sometimes like on a weekly basis, I can go there. I am, I am elbow deep in the grind. Okay. So this is a conversation about what I'm talking to myself about what I'm talking to my business consultants about what I'm talking to my best friend, Sean, about what I'm asking my best friend Kami about anyone who's an advisor in my life. And I'm asking them, is this worth it? And then I also want to share with you some of the imagery that really pulls me out of kind of the deep, man, I get emotional, like the image flashes across my mind and I get emotional because I think about this. So that's what I want to share with you today. That's what I want to gift you because what I want to gift you is the idea that I do not believe that success is like the pretty shiny image at the end. I think that's so alluring. And I think it's also so deceiving that all of us want to get to the end, like get to the good part so that we can look back nostalgically, like, like the glory days of when we had to go through this thing. And I think that the reality is, is that the grind never ends. You just get used to it. You are able to hire people and help leverage their time, skills, and talents to be able to help you move farther along and get you a little bit farther away from the, the grindstone. But the grind is never over if we're committed to leadership development, if we're committed to development of self. And so the idea that success and that what we're aspiring for is somewhere off in the distance and that it's a definite place in time, like I have run a couple of half marathons. I am not like my husband who's run an Ironman, but 
when I would get across the finish line of the 13.1 miles, I knew that I was done, that the hard work was now over and I could walk and eat a banana and whatever. But I don't think that success is that. Instead, I think that success is the tiny little bits of consistency that we have day over day over day that eventually amplify and almost like a J curve grow because our, our insides, who we are grows along the way. And that helps us get closer to the vision of success that we think is the finish line, but instead is now just the plateau because now we see that the mountain ahead of us is all the higher. And that should be encouraging because if we have in our mind that success is not a destination, that it's like this this ongoing, (laughs) it's the grind, (laughs) it's the climb, if you will. If it's all of those things, then when we get to the plateau and we look up and we see that we have so much farther to go, if we have a mindset of thank God, because if I got to the end, if this was as good as it got, if I finally got to where I had been aspiring to be, this is it. And now I retire and I'm going to just sit on my front porch in a rocking chair and like do nothing more with my life. I think that would be really disappointing. So when I want to burn it down, here's what I do. Number one is I tell people, I tell people because I used to really bottle it up. And back when I used to drink alcohol, I would drink more thinking that this, it was basically like putting off for tomorrow, tomorrow, today's problems and today's feelings and today's emotions. I would put it off for tomorrow. And tomorrow the problem would never look better. I would just feel shittier. So I, I really don't encourage that, um, behavior because it's just not going to resolve anything. But number one is I text right now. Um, my business advisor is Louise Scott with eight figure firm. And when I want to burn it down, I text Louise and I'm like, dude, I don't know why I'm doing this. I've forgotten why I'm doing this and basically sound the alarm bells that something is not right with me. and because he is my consultant, he needs to know this so that I can consult with him on the mindset component of this. I message Steph Tusk, who is not only my friend, but absolutely my, um, a mindset advisor as well and say, Hey, this is the, that pattern that I'm in. Can you help me? I see that I am having a hard time and I need someone to throw a little life raft out for me so I can, um, dig my way out of this hole, please. And then, um, the other thing that when I finally get it, you know, I'm usually not rested. I usually got a couple of too many things going on when I really want to burn it down. But the thing that has helped me the absolute most has been two images that flash across my mind. And I will go back to those images when I'm brave enough to remember why I'm doing all of this. And the first image, it's the image of two women, two different walks of my life, two very impactful experiences that I had. And I really encourage you to figure out what those experiences are for you, because if you can draw on them, I don't have a photograph of it. I just see it in my mind. It's the first one is when I was a law student, I did a study abroad program about international human rights in India. And we went out into the bush. I don't know if in India it's called the bush. It's called the bush in Africa. And basically we went out into the village, uh, far away from the city. We were in Delhi. And so we went out of town. Um, yeah, we went out into the country and I saw women carrying water to and from their, their homes so that they could, you know, take care of business. They were running their families and they had to travel to go get water. 
And I just remember locking eyes with this woman who this was her life. And I was observing just a small snippet of her life and the privilege that I have by being a white American woman born in the United States, all this education and all of these opportunities available to me and just seeing and connecting with her and thinking I have been gifted this and I am, I have done nothing to have this opportunity to have this fortune, just being born into it. I will not forget that you have reminded me that I have a responsibility. It is my Dharma to help people who haven't been born into this luck like I have. And I think about her and I think about the young girls who still live in this life. And I want to help those women and those girls. And I remember having this moment in law school and it changed me seeing that changed me. I, uh, the, the other experience, and this really drives at home, what I was about to say, which is, I don't believe that volunteering really changed. It may help the byproduct of it may help the person who you're volunteering to help. But I really believe that volunteerism truly helps shape who we are and that's invaluable. But the other experience I had when I was, when I was, it was before I was in law school, it was when Sean was in Iraq, um, during operation Iraqi freedom. And I went to Uganda to volunteer for a while. Cause I was quite lost. Didn't have anywhere else uh, that I really wanted to go. And I was doing a study, uh, online program through an online college. I was getting my undergrad. So I was like, well, why don't I just go volunteer and I'll live in the upstairs of this orphanage for a few months. And my brother-in-law, Brendan went with me. And while I was volunteering at this orphanage called Amani baby cottage in Jinja, Uganda, I, one of the women who was a Ugandan woman who was working there, she told me her story and her story was so remarkable. But the thing that was the big takeaway for me was she had said her dream, her goal in her life, like the big thing she wanted to do was to be a judge in Uganda. And this woman was in her early twenties, but her life had been such that she probably wasn't going to go to law school and she probably wasn't going to become a judge in Uganda. And here I was toying with the idea of going to law school because I just didn't really know what I was going to do after I graduated soon with a political science degree. And it was in that moment that I realized, again, I have this privilege. I have so much opportunity. I have been gifted this incredible ability. I, I just, the world is my oyster. And so when I think about the grind, and I think about how I want to live my life and the legacy and the future generations that I want to help, even when I'm wanting to burn this fucker down, I think about those two women who I don't know their names. I, I couldn't tell you anything about them other than what I've just shared with you today for the most part. But I do think that helps you pull out of the grind. I'm sure it depends on your core values. My main core value is future generations. And so when I think about helping the future generations of women, those are the types of women who I think about and I'm designing my life so that I can help people like that. And that that's, what's really gratifying to me. So yours will be different based on what your core values are and what your key experiences are. But when you're in the grind and 
I believe that on some level we all are, it just comes with nicer toys and things like that. The higher up, I guess the grind, uh, higher up the climb that you get is, but when you're in the grind and you're wanting to quit and you're wanting to burn it all down, I do think that sometimes you should. I think sometimes quitting is the right decision. I think that sometimes removing people from your life is the right decision, but the guiding force of whether or not to quit, whether or not to burn it down really goes back to what your core values are. And though that imagery for me is such a calming, reminding image, and it recenters me and refocuses me and helps me reprioritize every single day. Today, my one thing that I wanted to do today was record this podcast because I wanted to talk to you about my core value of future generations, because it may inspire you to do one more thing within the grind, not to like make you beat yourself up or anything. Don't, don't do one more just for the sake of doing one more. But I urge you, if you are in the grind and you're thinking about quitting or burning it down or whatever it may be, whatever your phrase is, if, if you're thinking about the future, like what is maybe your, maybe yours is family, maybe yours is legacy. I don't know what your core values are, but whatever they are. And you think back to, you think forward to that. It helps you recenter and realign which steps your feet should take next. So even if you're in the grind, even if it's a bad part of the grind and you are tired, I am with you. I feel you. I'm in no position of being able to say I've got it all figured out, but I can tell you that this has been an ointment, a medication, a, a salve. A salve, I think is the right word that I have put and has nourished my soul. It has been soul care for me. So I want to gift this to you. And I want to encourage you that I see you moms, dads, brothers, sisters, people out, your people out trying to do the right thing and do your very best. And sometimes your very best, you're going to feel like it's just not enough. And even when it feels like it's not enough, I promise you, these teeny tiny steps you're taking this work you're doing in the gym, the baskets that you're throwing, trying to perfect the jump shot. I promise when it's all said and done, it will be worth it. As long as we're thinking in the future about who the people are, who are inspiring us to do this to begin with. I send you love. I send you light. I send you lots of big hugs, lots of inappropriate things in addition to that. And I hope you have a wonderful day. If this touched your soul, I ask that you help me out with my future generation's goal and perhaps share it with a friend who you know is grinding it out. They're in the climb and they're in the grind and that you send it to them and say, hey, I thought of you and you might enjoy this listen. Thanks, friends. I'll see you next time.